Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Hope you're doing well. And I am Braden. Matt is across from me. Today, we're going to be talking about how are your eyes? How clean are your eyes? I think we were chatting about that one too, right? We can do either or. You might be wondering, what does that mean? What are you talking about? How are your eyes? Do I got to go to an optometrist? You should, you should, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, really. I flush them out every morning in <laughs> yeah, the shower. Right. They're, they're clean. Got some eye drops, whatever else. Eye health is important. We're talking more on the spiritual sense, but hey, your eyes are a gateway in a lot of ways to that. So what we mean is, what are you looking at? What are you putting in front of yourself? What are you devoting your time and attention to? How are your eyes? And in specific, you know, summer's coming, right? And that means, I mean, if you're a guy, that there's going to be more options to look at more scantily clad women that are out there because, hey, it's hot out. And you might be thinking, it's been summer for a long time. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Hey, well, we live in Canada, okay? (laughs) So summer's only like two months of the year. (laughs) So bear with us. You poor people out there have been having summer for a few months now. So you might think we're a little late on the uptake here, but... uh, you get it. <laughs> and for our Aussie listeners or New Zealand, you guys, you're like, no, winter's coming. Well, your winter is as hot as our summer probably. It is. So, yeah. So you're good. You still got people out there with shorts on. And- <laughs> you do. <laughs> we don't have that though. Summer for us is like, that's the time to live it up. And um, often that means, yeah, people are getting out and about and it's hot out and and it's really a hard time sometimes for, for us as guys. And we don't want to kind of put uh, you ladies out there on the back burner in regards to this too. This is 
going to pertain to you too, but we're talking about in this sense because men tend to be a little bit more visual in this area. Yeah, summertime is one of those times. I mean, I remember when I went to Mexico with my wife and when we love getting out there, um, one of my accountability partners said, he'd always tell me like, how are you preparing for that? What are you, you how are you going to deal with the bikinis that are going to be out there? What's kind of your plan? How are you going to stay off the rooftop? You know, talking about David, right? Stay off the palace roof. And, and you know, what are you going to do and, and be prepared for that? So it's a good way of thinking because that season is here upon us. Um, and what are you going to do as far as making sure that what you're looking at and how you're going about that isn't damaging you or others that you love? Yeah, we got to get off the rooftop. We got to recognize the rooftop. First, eh? Mm-hmm. Like, we got to recognize where are we on the rooftop. And the rooftop is when, when King David was, uh, should have been out at war. And yep. he was back and he was on the rooftop of his palace and he overlooked uh, a beautiful woman and mm-hmm. invited her up and she was married and, and they had some sexy time together that they shouldn't have had. So, That's right. what's your rooftop, right? Sometimes your rooftop is is just being outside in the summer months and uh, summer summer like you say summer in Canada or in the wintry months. Um, sometimes just being outside all year round and for all you people who never think about You're snow. You're in California. This is like what are you talking about? <laughs> like what? Are you, so what even is snow? I've never seen it. I've never even. I don't even think about snow. Like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. We got warm days here, and I'm like, man, eighty percent of the world never even considers no. snow or <laughs> cold or anything. No. They just live in warmth. That's nice. <laughs> Anyways, what is the rooftop, right? If it's being outside at the beach or at the pool or. In a, at a gym or whatever it is for you, just driving along on a nice summer day and there's mm-hmm. people running or people uh, people people riding bikes, but they don't have many clothes on or tight clothes. It's, it's you know, formal places where people are dressed yeah. up and people are looking good. How clean are your eyes? How are your eyes doing? And what can you do to have more purity and more, more cleanliness in your eyes? And we want that because there's consequences when we, when we look on the right thing. And and in scripture, it says that the eye is the lamp of the body mm-hmm. in Matthew 6. And then it says, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. And I think that's so powerful to understand that what we look at really affects us. Mm-hmm. And just even thinking about shame, I've been doing study some study on shame lately. And when you look at things that that like like sex like uh, sexual things or porn. When you look at this, and you feel shame, or you're checking somebody out, and you know you shouldn't be checking them out, and you feel shame, or you you look at somebody, you just linger a little bit in these summer months where it's nice out, and you feel that guilt. Mm-hmm. Well, our body feels that emotion. Like we we carry shame and we carry guilt. And people that have shame, they they have more of a hunched back. They they they're heavier. Their shoulders kind of cave in, cave to the fore, mm-hmm. to the front. Mm-hmm. What we look at affects our body. It affects even illness. Like if we carry shame and, and guilt yeah. for a long time, um, bitterness is another one. But that's not necessarily relevant to this. But it it affects our our health and it affects our bodies. And so what we look at really does make a difference. Now if we're looking at really good things and we're looking and we're going, man, that scenery, that land there beautiful land that sky god is beautiful even if we see beautiful people and god they're your creation right you love them yeah i want to love them i want to pray for them that they would know you better Mm -hmm. it could be the hottest person in the world but if you pray like that for that person you're not going to move into lust your eyes are going to be clean and when your eyes are clean then your body is clean 
and you can feel good about yourself. And so how are your eyes doing? How clean are your eyes? And it's a really important thing for us to understand how do how do how can we control our eyes when we are seeing these people that are maybe scantily clad, maybe really good looking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're seeing more in the summer months. How do we control our eyes? Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to be clear as but before we go on to there's kind of two ends of the spectrum here. Um, you might have that one eye idea in your mind. And I've heard the guys say this, well, if I'm looking and I'm not touching, what's the big deal? And then you have the other end of the spectrum where you get very legalistic with this. And we don't want to be on either camp there. We want to find kind of the truth of what God's speaking to us here. And what Matt was saying with that verse is really key. We got to key in on that and understand the heart and understand the act of worship in our lives, the act of contentedness that we have in Jesus and Christ. So what are some things that we can do to be aware of this? And what do we do in the world when we have so much visuals coming our way nonstop? And I think that we were we were talking about this for coming on, um, kind of the tangible aspect of this, right? And I think a lot of the best of me is revealed when I've planned ahead, uh, when I've thought things through, when I planned out and wrote, uh, made a map for myself a little bit, so to speak, and I've thought things through and invited Jesus into that to pray about things. I'm just a better version of myself in those moments than if I'm reactionary. And, you know, there are times where, okay, yeah, in the moment I can come out on top, but more often than not, it doesn't work that way. So in... Uh, if you're thinking through in this time where you're going to you're going to be coming in in contact with people that maybe are going to be very tempting for you to look at and lust after how do you plan ahead for that do you know where you're going do you know your environment and what's around you are you planning to go to places because you know there are going to be people there there are going to be girls there or whatever that are dressed scantily clad are you, are you planning for that or are you aware that maybe you're going to come across that so maybe I'll make a different plan right so these are questions that you're going to have to answer and think through and pray through because sometimes on a subconscious level we do decide hey I'm going to go this way or I'm going to walk past this store in the mall because I know that there's going to be pictures there instead of you have an alternate route right so sometimes we can we are making decisions on a subconscious level because we want to see these things and I don't mean to hammer on you if you're there I was there but just be honest about it be real don't try to hide in that. Say, hey, yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to walk past that store in the mall because I know it's a Victoria's Secret. I'm going to see those ads there that that basically... Those strategically, uh, those strategic marketing ads that are effective. That's, that's right. About by that's great. right. That's right. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, can you plan ahead for that? And or it might be other things, like maybe you want to go to a certain restaurant and some of the, you know, the waitresses there are dressed very provocatively, but you have another option, right? So, like, you got to think these things through. And again, I don't want you to get legalistic with this. As Matt was saying, if what we're watching and looking at over time, it affects our health. And we're not only talking physically, but spiritually and emotionally. It really affects us because I was on both ends here. I remember what it was like when before I came back to Jesus, I was in the partying lifestyle. I went to clubs. I was checking out girls. You know, I lived a, a life like that, and I had a group of guys around me that that's what we talked about. We we were just that's just the world we were in, and I remember the feeling I had about that, the way that I viewed women, the way that I viewed myself, the way that I even viewed God. If I did think about him back then, it was very damaged. And it hurt me, it harmed me. I remember the the feeling I had about that. You know, you see a pretty girl and you desire for her, but the, the feeling that you have inside is such discontentedness, like you're incomplete. You feel like you're missing out on something. If only you could be with her, then life would make sense. And it was a really terrible feeling. I hate, I like hate, strong word, but 
I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I remember being in the club, sitting there and looking around at all these girls that are dressed really scantily clad and, and, and just thinking that just how little I felt. And I saw friends that trying to get these girls. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Right. And I just felt so damaged and hurt inside. And then when I had the freedom that I have in Jesus, I view that in a completely different light, a hundred percent. And I feel more free and that's the difference really is, is how are we taking these things and is it damaging us? And so think of it that way. Sometimes you think it's just a, it's just a rule, a law because God's a killjoy. Not true. He cares for you immensely. He wants the best for you. He wants you to be healthy and free. I bet some listeners could relate to that about checking out, checking out girls, checking out guys, whatever, and different people get with those people, but they don't like, yeah. Like I'm checking someone out, but someone else gets with that person. And it's yeah. like, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I not good enough? Yeah. Like that actually is very real for people's self images. And we don't necessarily go that deep a lot yeah. in thinking, how does that affect us? But that's very real. Even if you're constantly looking at people, are is your life not good? Like you always have to be looking at different people. Like, uh, can you not be satisfied in life without checking out lots of different people? Mm-hmm. Right. Like what's the deeper heart issue? that is is revealed by what by the things that your eyes are lingering on um and it's it's such a cool thing to just have clean eyes and to think i'm i don't need to look at the things that that i shouldn't look at Mm -hmm. but if i do look at them like if they do come into sight if i do walk by an ad or see someone on the street that's attractive I also know what to do. I know that I can just partner with god and i can pray and i can pray for that person and i'll tell you personally since I started looking at people more trying to do it with the eyes of God and like talking to God when I see someone who's attractive and like, God, what do you, what do you think about that person? Like you put value into them. They don't know, they don't know your, your value that you have on them. And, uh, and once I started looking at people like that, it actually changes my default thinking. Like now when I see someone who's not wearing many clothes on social media or something, like really uh, my my initial thought a lot of the time is to feel sorry for them mm-hmm. like why are you putting yourself out there like this because it's like you don't know your value what yeah, are you doing yeah. you're causing other people to be tempted now and like are, like are you so broken that you have to put yourself out for attention like this right and so it's very interesting and i'm not just making that up but it's been a revelation for me as i've started seeing people differently like with god's eyes like my default thinking is different and I don't necessarily go to lust as often. Not saying that that would never happen, but it's like more often than not, I'm sad for that person. And and it's it's and the other thing that happens for me is I feel like oh I don't know them though. Like if they're attractive, like okay, but I don't know them. I know yeah. my wife. I'm attracted yeah. to my wife, yeah. right? And I like love like the knowing. Like I'm attracted to knowing. I uh, this is a a core human desire is to be fully known and fully loved. And so when you can be known or you can really know someone, there's that deep love there. And so when I see someone who's attractive, it's like, but I don't know them. Like, even if I were to get with that person, it's like, it doesn't do, like, what would that do? Like, there's not the fully known, fully loved thing. So I look and I'm like, man, I I don't know that person. And I just think of my wife Hmm. and I know her and Hmm. it's cool. And this is really real. Like this happens often for me. And so how clean are your eyes? Like, how are your eyes doing? It's a really important question because it indicates something in the heart and it changes how you see people. And so if we can live a life where we're going key, the Bible says not even to have a hint of sexual immorality 
in our life because these are, are hints of sexual immorality are improper among God's people. It says, and so if you're God's person, it's improper for you to have that. In other words, God sees you as pure and that's not pure. So that's bringing down your value, your perceived value. So we want to live in the same value that God has for us. You're too valuable to have a hint of sexual immorality in your life. That's bringing you down, bringing darkness into your life. You're too valuable for that. And so if you can look at your life, go, I don't, I want to get rid of every hint of sexual immorality. And when it comes, I want to think like, like God thinks about different people. Um, your eyes are going to be clean. Your body is going to be clean. You're going to feel a lot better about yourself. Mm, that's true. And what you're sharing is, uh, you know, for us, and I understand this because, I mean, I remember going back to my the time when I did come back to Jesus. But as you walk with Jesus and as you have a relationship with him, he's transforming you, transforming how you view things, the way that you look at others, the way that you view life and the lens that you look at life through. So really the key here is walking with Jesus. And I don't want you to put yourself in a position where you're shooting yourself in the foot. So uh, what I mean by that is like, does it mean that we can never be around attractive people? No, that's ridiculous. Like, come on now. <laughs> what I mean though is like... You'd never be able to be with yourself, Brad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Your poor wife. She'd never be able to hang around you. No, 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 not at all. I'm thankful that I have my wife who keeps me very humble. She builds me up, but she always reminds me that I'm a hairy, stinky man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, she does <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but she, no, uh, it's it's so true though. Like we we're, we're gonna be around attractive people, and so the the key though is that we don't put ourselves in positions where you know we're falling back in the old patterns. So you know, I remember when I came back to Jesus, I got involved with small groups at our church, and I was a single guy, and um, a lot of the groups that I was in, there was young ladies that were attractive. One of the coolest things that God did for me in that season of life is learn how to be friends with people. And one of the things too is to view these these women as sisters almost. The viewpoint that I had towards them was so much more free. I wasn't trying to be possessive of them with my eyes, you know, taking them in, needing something from them. Instead, it was a way different view. And God did that. God did that. I had to make choices to pursue him and to pursue relationship with others, but he did that. Now in that season of life, I'm not saying that you do this too. Well, I got to see people the way that you do, God. So I'm going to go to a strip joint and then feel sorry for those strippers or anything or pray. I wouldn't recommend doing that, okay? <laughs> yeah. Don't put yourself in those positions. Yeah. Um, what I mean though is that in everyday life, you're going to encounter things. Um, so there's a difference, right? Like, are you putting yourself in position like a strip joint where yes, you are going to be, it's going to be thrust right in your face. It's going to be hard to deal with any of that versus just out and about in regular life. There's a difference there. Um, but walking with Jesus is the key. You know, we need to be doing that because then he transforms the way we view things like you're talking about, man, how much more free is that, right? When you can see people the way he does. And this is a time thing that as we're walking with him, he's doing in our heart. So this isn't the time to kind of beat yourself up because you feel like you'll never get there. Really the key is Jesus. And I think that's really important for us, but to plan ahead as well. Like if, if there's areas that are triggers for you, especially during the summer months here, pray into that and think through ways that you can flee from some of that stuff so that you're not put in a place where you're pulled back or where you're being harmed. Yeah, like scripture says that he'll always provide a way out of temptation. So what's your way out? Mm -hmm. I really think that he'll always put it on our heart. What like a way out of temptation, whether it's like you're acting out, watching porn, you're with someone, you're checking someone out. 
I think there's always something in our conscience that God gives us that's like, hey, you can stop. You can leave right now. You can mm-hmm. turn this off. I, and when when that happens, sometimes it's like for two seconds, you get a moment of clarity. Yeah. But you got to jump on that. You got to take advantage of that. And, and Brad, you're talking about you, you like visualizing what you're going to do and being prepared with the plan. Like when you're, when I'm in that position, this is how I'm going to flee. This is how I'm going to get out. Mm-hmm. If it's a really, really big struggle for you, you got to have a plan for it. Yeah, yeah. You have to plan ahead uh, yeah. with, with God. And I think have his wisdom and his strength in your plan and, and man, he'll always provide a way out. And so you yeah. got to jump on that. You do. You got to pray into that and to give you some kind of practical things, like think about it. So you go to a restaurant with some buddies. Okay. And there's some really attractive waitresses there. Maybe one behind the bar, pick the seat that you're not in direct eyesight with her. If you're attracted to her, right little things like that you could do um not that you're like matt you're talking about where you view people the way that you that that god does and that's really important key there but there's times as we're working through that god's working in us we got to make little choices like this that are going to help us just be be better and again this isn't a legalistic thing this is just a wise thing (laughs) um so something like that it could be there's that billboard uh, um that's just of whatever maybe a lingerie ad or something it's on your way home from work you have multiple routes that you can go home from work take the, uh, the different routes you're not coming in contact with that right little things that you can do that you plan ahead for that you can prepare yourself for even past triggers like if maybe you frequented massage parlors back and you know whatever and there's one that you used to go to and you know, don't drive by that one, you know, find a different route so that you're not triggered by that at certain points, right? And thinking through when you're, when you're tired, you're not at your best state, you know, what are you going to do in those moments, right? Uh, How are you going to plan ahead if you know that maybe your decision-making isn't going to be at its best? So how do you plan ahead for that? So think through some of those things in a tangible level as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a man in in pure freedom right now it's just great it's making oh man just amazing amazing changes in his life and he he would cheat on his wife in an area of edmonton that's pretty well known for promiscuity and so he didn't want to drive by there ever and he was making very wise decisions and not not going by but he had to take time off work and when he came back to work the place that he was he was at was on that exact oh, man. street. <laughs> right. And so he yeah. though, because he had been trained, he saw it as an opportunity to live in victory. Yeah. And so he didn't live in fear mm-hmm. and he wasn't like, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? He was he's like, this is actually a great opportunity for me to live in victory. And I'm praying, I'm praying for the people on this street. I'm thanking God constantly for what he brought me out of. Mm-hmm. And it's very cool. And so his the, his eyes, like the whole way that he's managing his eyes right now mm-hmm. is through a lens of victory in Jesus and bringing Jesus into that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, sometimes you can take different routes. And sometimes the Lord's like, I'm going to put you right back there <laughs> so yes, that you can, yes. you can understand that now you live in victory in me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes things, people come into our, our sight line and the Lord's like, remember, you got victory. Yeah. Right. Let's let's look with the eyes of victory, with the eyes of God. And some people teach this bouncing your eyes and you got to look away. And I'm not against looking away, of course. Like if we cannot see certain things that cause us to stumble, and that's great. But the thing with bouncing your eyes also, just another thought, is imagine being the person where, or, or say the girl, where when guys look, they have to look away because yeah. you're too attractive. Right, right. What does that tell the girl that people see in her? All they see is physical beauty. Yes, right. We don't see the deep value in that girl. But what yeah. if a girl's like, man, I, I'm, 
I'm just valuable like anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like people can have a conversation with me. They don't need to look away. Yeah. There's a real value in seeing uh, or, or the value that God has yeah. on people and seeing them in that way for us, but also for them yep. and just in our human relationships and being able to interact with people. Totally. Well, and one of the things is that sometimes there's girls out there that are drawing attention to certain areas of their bodies because that's how they feel. Get They get worth and value. Maybe that we don't know what that's gone in their life. How amazing of a gift it is to give to a woman like that, that you yeah. look her in the eye and the love of Christ is coming out from right. your eyes. Like instead of you looking at her cleavage or her butt, That's right? Right. Like she has value and worth maybe she's never experienced before and you're showing her something that no one else has ever done before because all they do is check her out, her body. And so that's really where God's leading us and wanting us to get to because that's what Jesus was like. I mean, when he dealt with Mary or some of these other ones that were, um, you know, they she was involved in some very bad activity, right? And uh, I'm sure I visualize that she's probably a very attractive woman. Uh, I'm talking about the the woman that was going to be stoned, right? Not Mary, his mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so in that case, he looked at her with the eyes of love. And so we can get there too, but it's Jesus that does the work in us. And uh, he teaches us and trains us and equips us so that we have a way out of temptation and how amazing it is to be in that place. And that's, um, we believe fully that God's leading us there. So it's just being aware of these things because we stay stuck in the pattern of checking out cleavage, checking out legs, checking out, you know, we can stay stuck there for a very long time. Like over time, it becomes something that becomes ingrained in us that it becomes second nature almost, right? Like Matt, we're not even thinking about it. We don't even know we're doing it and we're doing it. <laughs> and um, and then you get married and you have a relationship with your wife. You no longer have eyes just for her. And and she picks up on that. Your kids pick up on that. I don't know. I don't know, Matt, if you've seen this, but I've seen this where there's kids around a dad. And I see, I've, I've witnessed this. The dad's checking out a younger a girl and it's not his wife. The kids see that. Whether the dad, you know that or not, the kids see that. And what is that? What are you communicating to your kids? right? What are you communicating yeah. to them? So this doesn't just affect us. That's what we're trying to say here. This affects our relationships and the people around us as well too. So there's something more serious than just a simple thing of not checking out that girl. <laughs> there's there's a, a life here that we're talking about. Yeah, that's so true. Hey, the, the, the impact that your kids would, yeah. that, that would be on your kids if they see that. That's very, very true. The commandment, the 10 commandments, I was reading through this and it helped me see the verse where Jesus is talking about uh, adultery a little bit differently. When, where if you look at a woman with lustful intent, you've already committed ad adultery with her in your heart. Mm -hmm. And and so I just want to read this from uh, Deuteronomy five in the Ten Commandments, where it says that you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And when I read that, I'm like, man, this is talking about like his love for us, his jealousy for us. He's so jealous for intimacy with us. He wants to be the one that, that we go to because he's good, not because he's insecure, but because he's good. He's the best for us. And so when Jesus is saying, don't look at a woman or a man, but with lustful intent in your heart uh, or with lustful intent, because then you're committing adultery with them in your heart. It's not just that you're committing sin with that person. But you're saying to God that, hey, this person is going to be the thing that satisfies my heart right now and not you. Mm. And so here it says, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above. So in the form of anything in heaven above. So God is in heaven above. 
we're made in the likeness, the image and likeness of God. We're looking at people who's made in the image of God and going, man, that thing is going to be the thing that I that satisfies me right now. That person is going to be it for me right now. And God's like, no, don't make for yourself an image in the form of anything. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Are we bowing down to our lust for that person or to their beauty? Are we worshiping them? Saying, man, if only I got with that person, then I'd feel good. Because I saw that person, I feel great right now. That was a good day. You should have seen that person I saw, right? Or are we going, man, I spent time with God today, and that made my day great. Mm. And God, you are the one that I worship, and I will only bow down to you, not to physical beauty of somebody else. And so when he's talking about that you're committing adultery with that person, it's committing adultery because you're in covenant with God, and we're going outside of that covenant that we have with God and saying something else is going to now satisfy me, not God. Mm-hmm. And God wants to be the one that satisfies. And so when we're looking, when we're putting our eyes on images that we shouldn't look at, that cause darkness to come into our body, God wants to say that's an opportunity for us to actually look to him and be satisfied to him and maybe even yeah. be reminded of his beauty yeah. and worship him for his beauty and his His love uh, and wow. purity in our own life. Wow, that just uh, triggers something for me in my mind here because it's, it's true, but... Um, Satan can't create anything, right? So we're talking about something bad that happens when we look at um, others this way, men or women are like, you know, we're lusting after them. Satan can't create. He can only co-opt and just, you know, distort, twist, right? And so the desire that you have, whatever is in you to desiring for something, really it's deep down is the desire for what you're talking about, Matt, is to recognize the beauty that God has. And it's just been twisted and distorted where we're looking to get that from someone else or we're trying to recognize something else to get an inner need met that only God can meet. So, you know what, you might be thinking, oh, I'm so dirty, I'm so bad that I, I just can't stop looking. Well, you know, the, the, the desire that's deep down in there, the root, you know, let God come into that and show you really what your true desire is because then that can be met. You know, that true desire, that contentedness, that that acceptance and love that you're so desperate for. I know that that's what it was for me. I would look at a, a pretty girl and I just wanted her to see me, to recognize me, um, to because to, then I'm accepted, right? Then I'm noticed, then I'm known. or So I think when I look at porn, I think that I'm known because it's this intimate moment that I think is intimacy. It's not. It's fake. It's, it's not true. And my desire was something that was God-given, but it was twisted and distorted. So... Once you're able to have God just show that, bring a light into that area, then you can go to what's true and what's good and get filled up in the way that you need, you truly need. Because what happens is, is you're always looking, you're always, you're desperate for whatever you're needing. So you're going to have to look more. You're going to have to increase that behavior. You're going to have to keep going. And that's what happens. It just draws you in more and more in a bad way. But then God can draw you in a much better way. When you get the true when you get the good, when you get all of that, your joy is it just become more complete and you just feel that contentment, contentedness that only God can give you. It sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> complete joy, contentedness in yeah. God. Yeah. Feeling that, uh, man, just peace, right? Yeah. And feeling good about yourself too. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be slave to other people and their beauty, but I can feel good. controlling my eyes, looking at things that bring light into my body and glorifying God with the things that I look at and, and with the way that I view people, that's a, that's a huge thing in terms of 
feeling good about yourself. And lots of people with addiction don't have very high self-confidence and a good self-image. But when we can start to choose to live in victory and and uh, and implement some of these things and maybe even you could call them strategies on how to have clean eyes, it's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing in terms of our self-image and our confidence, but even more so just glorifying God in every single moment. So pretty awesome. Hopefully that helps. And thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to leave a review on whatever app you're listening on, there's different people that are saying that they found the, uh, found the podcast through just search engines on, on podcasts or through different Spotify and Apple podcasts and stuff, recommending the podcast. And so reviews help that it helps boost uh, just the rating and the, the visibility of this podcast for people to get help over over sexual struggles and bondage and just to live in victory. So if you want to leave a review or rating, that'd be great. We'd really appreciate that. And if you ever have a testimony or any feedback that you want to share, we get testimonies sometimes or emails from listeners and we just love it. We love hearing from you guys. And so thanks for you guys who have reached out. And if you haven't, we'd love to hear from you too. So thanks for tuning in and we'll chat next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.